Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Show going to Coastal Carolina. Talk to Jamie Chadwell, a lot of Sunbelt Conference coach. How you doing, man? Good to talk to you for the first time. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's it's good right now. Calm before the storm, you know. So we yes, sir. A couple weeks away here, so we're trying to enjoy it until it gets just completely hectic. Now, coach, how's camp been going so far for you guys? Got to compete against each other, get ready for your season coming up. So tell us about that so far. You know what? I think we've had a pretty solid camp. Uh, the main thing you're trying to do is stay healthy through it, right? And uh, we did have one injury that that uh, uh, did cost somebody at the season. But uh, beyond that, uh, we've stayed probably the healthiest we've been through our camps, which has been positive. That's the main thing. And then two, you know, are you putting your team in position for, a, for the long term, you know, to have a chance to go out and compete over the long season? Uh, and we've had good competition. Uh, we've had uh, young guys that really made some strides, which is which is nice to see. And then obviously having the number of super seniors that we had back, their leadership's been invaluable during during fall camp. And coach, how was it having guys on campus this summer to get them in, in shape and get them prepared? Because last year, 2020, it was all hectic. You know what's going on. To have the guys actually there to get the body stronger, get the mindset ready for this year. How's it been for you and your staff and, and your players as well? Well, I think one, from a staff standpoint, it's nice to get back into a routine that you're normal, you know, with, you're used to. And so this is how you do things in June. This is how you do things in July. Just getting back into that rhythm was great. And then two, I think our players missed it. You know, I mean, obviously, um, when you're around your teammates, when you're around your strength staff, you want to do better because you've got people pushing you. And when last year you had nothing like that going on. And so I think that helped our camaraderie. I think that helped our players develop. Uh, and so it's been a, it's been a positive, you know, now I know the coaches, they'll, they'll laugh a little bit and wish they were home as much as they were last year during the camp. You know, everybody's home all the time, but uh, it was nice to be back in that. And I, and I think that has given us a chance to be in the, you know, the best shape to possibly be just because of going back to that and, and pushing those guys to the extreme this summer to, to be in great condition. And so I think that's why we've had a good camp so far. Hey, Coach, can I miss you? How important is having a great strength staff on, on, on in your program? Because they, they're with your guys more than you all are pretty much, was getting them their rest, recovery, nutrition piece of it, because that's what's important to play, to play fast on Saturday afternoons or Saturday nights, rather. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree. I think they're the most important hire you have. And, and the reason why you mentioned they're they're with our players, you know, 75% of their day. They're 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 with the strength coaches, whatever it may be, whether it's recovery, whether it's you know, nutrition, obviously weight training. And so you have to have that 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 group of people, that that uh, the head guy 
your identity of who you are as a program is developed in that weight room from a toughness standpoint, physical and mental. And so when you have a good one, uh, it doesn't seem like they're working out. You know, it's just they know they got an opportunity to go get better and improve. When you have a bad one, you know, it's nobody wants to go in there. And so I think that's the most important hire your staff. And um, and the one we have and our staff that we have, they, they're phenomenal. They do a great job. And, and I, I think that shows in the results of how our team plays and how they compete and the different things that they do. And non-conference schedule, you got a great home non-conference slate. you got Citadel, Kansas, and UMass coming to you guys at home. And also, you go on the road to Buffalo. Tell us about that non-conference schedule and how it will challenge you before you play in the Sun Belt play this year. Well, it is. It is a very challenging one. We're excited about it. We're obviously playing a, a rival from our FCS days in the Citadel to open up. That's a you know Thursday night game, which we're pumped. Hopefully, hopefully have a chance that we're, we're trying to set the attendance record for our university at that game. So we're looking forward to that one. Uh, and then having our first Power Five opponent come here to Conway. You know, Kansas coming in. Uh, we've never had a, a Power Five opponent in our stadium, and that's a big deal. And then Buffalo coming off the success that they've had over the last. Uh, you know, a few years there in the MAC, that's a huge challenge. And then in the UMass, who uh, is continuing to build their program, and, and they've made the move to FBS here a few years ago, like we did, and they're building theirs. And so I think it, I think one, you're seeing a different variety of teams. Two, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing different type of, of uh, schemes and different things that will prepare you for the Sun Belt. And that's, that's ultimate goal. Obviously, you want to win every game, but what you're trying to do is get your team ready for that Sun Belt play, that conference play. Uh, and that's what uh, we know it's a tough, challenging schedule, but one that will prepare us for the long term. And, Coach, a lot of people don't realize how tough the Sun Belt really is. Having Georgia State right here in my backyard and southern, southern down the road here from us, I know how tough the Sun Belt Conference is for its football. Tell the listeners out here about the quality of the league and quality of talent in the league that you all play against every year. Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, I arguably think from top to bottom, uh, I, th I think our conference is the toughest in G5. I believe that. I think every week, uh, there's a chance that you can go out and you're going to get beat if you don't show up and play. And, and if you just look at our East Division, you know, just the East Division, uh, I think I think one article said it was the toughest in G5, you know, our side of the division. And, and every week, here's the thing about what I know about the Sunbelt. you got teams that have great tradition. They've got great fan bases. Uh, and they've invested resources into making football a priority. And I think that shows with our bowl winning percentage. We've averaged about 80% wins over the last four years. Uh, and and bowl-wise, we've had the highest win percentage of any FBS from a, from a conference standpoint. You look at the coaches, you look at the players coming out here, I think we've had five straight drafts where we've had at least two or three players taking every draft. And so that's showing you how well the league's improved. And I, and I think we're I think this year is going to be arguably the best year uh, in general that our league's ever had. Two teams in the top 25, you could argue a third one could be in there. Uh, and I, I think we've got, uh, I think we've got tremendous teams here and coaches and, and people that care about it. And coach, well, listen out here, tell us some guys on each side of the ball who will be key for you this year. They should look out for when they watch you all play uh, this year. Well, I think offensively, you start with a quarterback, Grayson McCall, who had a tremendous freshman season. You know, he's somebody that uh, if he continues continues to play at a high level, he's got a chance to be an all-conference, uh, you know, player of the year type performer. Uh, so I think it starts with him there first. Uh, and then for us, it, for us, you go from uh, Javon Hiley, a wide receiver, and Isaiah Likely, a tight end. Uh, those two are our biggest targets returning as far as number of receptions, yardage, et cetera, touchdowns. Uh, those guys will make a lot of plays in our passing game. 
our big challenge for us is finding somebody to replace our running back that's in the NFL right now. And we've got two, Shamari Jones and Reese White, who's from the Atlanta area there, that will that will fill that. And then, you know, from an offensive line standpoint, we're returning all five starters there. That we, you know, they're called the Mighty Mites. They're not very big, but they uh, they play hard. And so uh, we're, we're excited about them. I think defensively, uh, you start with our linebackers, uh, Teddy Gallagher and Silas Kelly, the Mullet Twins. Uh, you know, and, and they've done a great job of leading. Uh, they lead our team in tackles. Uh, and so that's where that's where the strength of our, our unit is. You know, in the secondary, and Alex Spillman, Jordan Strong, a corner who, who came on the year, was newcomer of the year in the Sun Belt. Uh, I think our biggest question mark is going to be up front, providing depth. We've got C.J. Brewer and Jeff Gunner that are great, you know, pass rushers, great defensive linemen. Uh, it's just that we, we lost to Tron Jackson's NFL, and it's those other areas who, who can come in and, and, and do well there. But uh, we've got a good nucleus uh, of players that I mentioned there that that uh, set our foundation for our team. And coach, recruiting wise, you're in a good spot. You got South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and plus the Sun Belt uh, with Alabama, Louisiana. So talk about how would you with the league you're in, the imprint you can get to get the young men. They can see your program and say, "Hey, Coastal Carolina's doing big things." We saw them on TV last year. I'd love to go play for that and join that program and be a bit part of something special in Conway there. Well, we, we, we are obviously in a good location. You mentioned the surrounding states, you know, and then in our home state, there is really good high school coaches, good, great high school football players in those states. And so you obviously try to recruit, recruit those. A thing that uh, really helped us last year being, being on TV so much is we've, we've had a chance to, we're not national by any means, but we've had a chance to go to more up the coast and, and get into some Pennsylvanias and Massachusetts and different areas and really spread our, our net because more and more people are learning about Coastal. And I think what they saw and what they've seen from our program is one that we're, we're brand new in the FBS, but we're building, obviously, and coming off the championship. And uh, we're doing it, having fun. We're doing it the way that uh, that's unique to maybe some other people. And I think that's got opened up a lot of doors for us from a recruiting standpoint. But at the end of the day, we're going to hammer Georgia. Uh, we're going to hit Florida. We're going to hit our in-state, South Carolina, North Carolina, the states that we, you know, compete in quite a bit. The Sun Belt. That's what we're really focusing on is that radius, and and it's been really uh, those states have been good to us so far, and hopefully we continue to be. I think the portal will be good for you too, Coach, because guys who go to Georgia, Georgia Tech, or North Carolina, Duke, and Wake, they, or South Carolina, they may not get to play, and they can't play everybody. So guess what? using the one-time transfer rule, come play for you guys who have an opportunity to do something great in some bad conference. Because I always say, Coach, Adam Scott doesn't lie. If you, if you can play, they'll find you for sure. Yeah, and I, I think the portal's a big deal, uh, no doubt. It, it's it's changed college football, right, as we know it over the last year. And, I mean, there's so many. I think there's over one, over 1,000, you know, went in there, and I think there's still quite a few still left. And and you hope what you do with that portal is, is, is you view it as, hey, I can, I can try to help fix my team now. Maybe I can get a younger guy, but it's going to take him a couple of years to develop, two or three years. Maybe I get a portal guy that's been coached in college, who's, who's been coached up, who, who maybe he's just not been in the right fit or whatever it may be. He has a chance to come to your institution and, and, and really get the playing time that, he, that, he, that he's earned. And so uh, we, we feel like, you know, you have to use it in that way. And, and so far, you know, we've done that. Uh, you know, this year we brought in a few, and all those guys are going to have a chance to com compete for us this year. And Coach, let me ask you a question about yourself, Coach. At what point in your career did you say, I want to become a head coach and help young men the rest of my life and maybe impact for young men for years to come? Well, you know, growing up, my father was a high school football coach in Tennessee, so I, I, I love I loved being around uh, the sport of football. So I, I, think, I think from probably high school on, I knew I wanted to be a coach. Never really thought about being a head coach, and then I was in college. 
uh, and uh, you know you're at a place you're as an assistant and you're learning and you like what you're learning and you, you just start thinking hey what if I did this on my own how how could I do it and you and I started thinking about that probably my late 20s or 30s. I don't know if I ever started out saying, hey, I want to be a head coach. You know, that was the path God gave me, led, led me to. Uh, but I realized how impactful from an early age coaches are on people and how they can change your life. And I was fortunate to grow up in, you know, a two-parent home. A lot of people aren't. You know, they might not have that, that male father figure. And for them, that coach has been that male father figure. And to have that opportunity to be able to set the culture you want and use football to teach young men about, life and how to how to become the man God's calling them to be you know and I feel like that's the purpose I've been put on this earth and uh, I'm thankful for that and, and I don't take that for granted. Coach it's funny me to Tennessee I went to Tennessee State uh from 05 to 08 I was at Tennessee State University so my mom went to Lipscomb in Nashville so uh, so Tennessee for me gave me and my mom both degrees and I feel like coaches have helped me out I grew up not not so not so rich in my life, coach. I grew up marginal. I didn't have much money, food stamps, all that kind of stuff. But coaches gave me inspiration to want to go to college and play play in college. So I feel like, like you said, one for coaches impacted me as a young man growing up in Atlanta. I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, and I think you think about that. Think of all the different stories that are similar to yours, or, or and that because a coach believed in somebody, gave you hope, and like, hey, this show said you can go accomplish something if you'll just do X, Y, and Z, and it. It's change, it changes the path of a lot of people's lives. And I think that's what's special about coaching. Yeah, we get judged on wins and losses, and we all know you have to win, right? We all know you have to end up doing that. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you if you have the opportunity to use football and and don't allow football to use you, it goes either way, right? Yes, football, sir. It can spit you out and you got nothing to show for it, or you can use the opportunity you have with it. And whether you make it the NFL or not, you've already put yourself ahead because you've learned the necessary characteristics you need to be successful long-term. And, and so I think that's what makes it football the, the best uh, uh, sport in the world. My my sister went to Belmont, by the way, too, big rival there at Olympia. So. Yes, yes. The, the Battle of the Boulevard over there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My mom won't like to hear that, but she'll have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Last one for you, Coach Diaz. When you come to Atlanta, Coach, to recruit or play Georgia State, what's your favorite place to eat here, Coach, when you come to town, man? Oh, God, there's so many. There's so many good ones. Like, we'll stay. One of the places we stay uh, is close to Papado's. So I like okay. to go to Papado's. Yes, sir. Uh, Fox Brothers Barbecue. Oh, another one, yes. I yeah, love so that, that, those two right there are ones that I always try to hit up when I'm down that way. But there, there's a lot of good places down there, no doubt. But those those are the two I try to – you try to – when you go somewhere uh, and play, hey, what's the local cuisine? Obviously, Atlanta's got everything, right? But what's the local cuisine? And then do we not – if we have it here or is there something just better there? So I try to – barbecue places and things like that. I love trying, trying different stuff like that and throw some of those ribs down. Coach, we, we got there. I'm going to give you my number out there. I was like, when we come to town, Coach, I'll take you some good seafood spots, some Creole spots. I have, I have Italian for you, Coach. If you want to go to, man, I have the, I have the, I have the menu for you, man. I got you. <laughs> I might, we might not make the game. I'm up for the coach if I go out with you. So. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, Coach, thank you for your time today. Best of luck to you guys. Uh, I'll be cheering for you guys. Hope to see you, see you real soon in town, man. And, and be blessed, Coach. I'll, I'll talk to you again real soon, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. God bless. Good time, Coach. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 